I'm Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, the Survivor podcast eventually. Um, so sorry that this is several days late, almost a full week late. Um, what with holidays and just various other things, we just were not able to get to it any earlier than today. So thank you for your patience. But the waiting has paid off because we have forgotten a lot of what <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, this is two seasons in a row that we've done the last one exceedingly late. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's just to be expected because the last one is always three hours long and they fall at a bad time of year. Both of them. Uh, that is true. Yes. Um, so, but yes, thank you for your patience and we're gonna, we're, we sort of have to be so uh, loosey goosey with this one. Uh, we don't want the episode to go too long because we have places to be once again, uh, busyness of the season and such. So, um, so there is a, a lot to talk about the things, it's strange. Uh, by way of analogy, there is a podcast called something like See You in Five Years or something like that. And they review movies that came out five years ago because that's about long enough to know what a movie's legacy is. Mm-hmm. And in that same way, there is something about talking about this episode several days later yeah. just to see what remains in our memory because if it remains in our memory now chances are that that's because it is such a notable moment that it will be remembered i think that only stands up so far only so far i think like this episode i think what will be remembered is the winner sure and a lot of the things about him and a very emotional reunion and for me something that I will remember is, is David's fake idol Mm -hmm. and how perfectly it went. Uh, he wanted a very specific player to find it. That player found it at the exact moment that he needed to. And how fortunate that the idols had the, the the big centerpiece of the idols was this shell mm-hmm. and it's a shell that could be found on the beach and he a coconut what a coconut what do you mean it's not a shell on the beach no it's uh, sorry it's found inside a coconut but the like the oh the main piece of the it. main piece of it I is see what you're yes, saying. Yes. okay sorry and so Dave kept his his piece of paper that says this is an idol. Yes. He made one. He shoved it into, into a coconut and like even painted it. Yes. It is m- maybe the mer- the most thorough um, fake idol I've so ever seen. Which is why it's so sad that he has to just chuck it in the fire. I guess that I get that it's symbolic. Apparently it was taken out and somebody bought it. There is a guy who collects fake idols, including the stick. Yes, he has the stick. And they are a little, they're all a little bit charred. So he throws it in for effect and immediately they cut and he digs it out. He probably does not throw it in the midst of the fire. It's probably just on the side there. Okay. Um, But it's this dramatic gesture. And then it's like, well, someone's definitely going to want to buy that. I know. An auction thing. So, um, but yeah, uh, along with. This is what surprises me is that no one was aware that he was collecting all this stuff or that the time it took to make it or the paint and it had to be found who found it jay oh yeah yeah it had to be found by jay 
Yeah. So of much all the stuff. People. I mean, it, it ultimately just comes down to if Jay finds it, that's perfect because now he's not going to scramble. If anybody else finds it and Jay doesn't have immunity, well, Jay's going out anyway. But sure, I but see. If I were one of the producers, I'd say, but this not is necessarily going out anyway. You know, I think Dave needed that protection to get a step further. He could have gone. Or do you think he had enough protectors between Hannah and Ken? Well, it's, I don't think it's, it's more about for him at that moment, everybody knew that Jay was a problem. Yeah. And so if he didn't win, we can't have him, you know, turning on the charm to try to get people on his side because he might actually be able to and turn things against Dave. If you get, if he has an idol, that's what I'm saying. If he hadn't found the idol mm-hmm. and he hadn't won and he had one immunity, right? Oh, it would have been Dave. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like that's almost a guarantee. It would have been Dave or Adam maybe, right. or maybe he, people would have turned been on safe Brett. Either yeah. way. Right. Maybe the Brett vote would have just happened one earlier. Yeah. Um, but I also know that if Jay had won immunity, at six, um, I could see Adam working very hard to get Dave out and I could see yeah. Dave working hard to get Adam out. I know, but that's the thing. It would be Dave and Ken versus Hannah and Adam and Brett would have wanted to get Dave out. Would Hannah have stuck with Adam? I think so. Uh, she didn't go against Ken mainly. Yeah. And she stuck with Dave for a while. So yeah, yeah maybe Adam would have gone out. Right. Um, and so, yeah, things worked out so well for Dave and some of it was luck and some of it was him being very Smart. thorough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because at this point he knew that Jay already found an idol. So he knew what he'd be looking for, which is a coconut with something painted. Yeah. If he had left it out and even wrapped it in the thing that says this is an official idol, a precedent had been set this season that yeah. these are how you find the idols and it would have made Jay suspicious. And mm-hmm. so he it's astonishing to me mm-hmm. that that Dave was able to do that and able to gather all that stuff and and stuff it into the coconut. I know. How do you even do that? I don't know. I guess you find one that already is like, broken a little bit. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, a little broken, a little rotted. Yeah. But nonetheless, it worked out great and it would have been more satisfying if I didn't like Jay, but I do. But just when he goes up and he's very smug and cocky. very cocky about like I'm not going home and then the minute Jeff says it isn't. Dave had an amazing poker face in that moment. I know. Even when it was clear that Jay was going home, mm-hmm. he still stayed pretty stoic. Mm-hmm. But I, but to that's Jay's... that's smart to think about jury votes in that regard. Yeah. Because they don't like it when you like spike the ball, as no, they say. No, um, Wow. Look at you with your sports reference. I've heard it elsewhere, I'm sure. Oh, you know what? I've heard it in politics uh, <laughs> more than actual. But I know it's... I know it's a reference to football when you get a touchdown. Oh boy. And you like throw the ball down like, yeah, I did it. Is yeah. that spiking the ball? Yeah. All right. Um, and so, but to Jay's credit, when he realizes what has happened, he's, he's all smiles. And yeah, he's like, yeah. ah, you guys got me. Like he's just, he's a guy who is an adorable. Yeah. I'd love to see Jay back. I think mm-hmm. he'd do a great job. I think he's, He's a good physical threat. He's a good strategic threat. And I think he's a great social threat. Way better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I that was didn't said come across the social thing. Yeah. I just feel like I got edited out a lot. It, it played a bigger role during the tribe swap when he got right. close with Sunday and Brett. Right. And I didn't really see that happening. Right. And it's apparently it did, you know, it, yeah. it was mentioned and alluded to, or when everyone got back together with the merge, Zeke really laid it all out that, that Jay was dangerous. Yeah. And there was a montage about it, but you didn't see it happening. Anytime, this is something that I've noticed in the last several years. Anytime somebody is a social threat, that's something that the viewers often need to be told because they're not going to be shown that because strategy is more interesting than someone who gets along with everyone. Right. And so. And that takes time. Yeah. Through little mundane conversations. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a thing that if the if the winner is a social threat, then it's important to show their social game. Sure. But if somebody comes in sixth, there's no real reason to yeah. show that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see Jay come back and I think he could do very well. Um, and so, uh, then, uh, then it was number five was Brett and it was down to David and Brett and Hannah ultimately voted Brett out. Yeah. Which I honestly feel like, at that moment, she was going to lose the game anyway, but at that moment, she lost the game. Yeah. Because... Because Adam hammered that in at Final Tribal, that that was a giant yeah. mistake. And Adam, there's one point he didn't make, or at least we didn't see it, but sure. I think it is the point to make, which is Hannah ultimately was gambling on Ken, a guy who has stressed loyalty. Oh, I what's, see. What's to say that he wouldn't carry that all the way to the end? Mm-hmm. And he would vote and Dave and he would take Dave with him to the end. Like that is not a gamble I would want to make. Ken ultimately wound up making the right decision and good for him, because but you can't count on that. She could have gone to final travel then with Ken and Brett. Yeah. And then she would have won. Uh, based on what people say, it sounds like Brett had such uh, a good social game. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the thing. I'd rather go with Brett than David. Yeah. If I'm Hannah. Oh Yeah. Uh, and just, but that's, it, it astonished me that, I mean, Adam hammered Hannah on a lot of her decisions, You're right? but that idea that just because Ken ultimately wound up doing the right thing, that there was hardly a guarantee right. he was going to do that. Right. And she was betting on him doing he's it. He's a woo, you know? Yeah. He's a Jervis. He's a woo. Like, yeah. And good for him for making the right decision, but he made it at the wrong time too. Yep. You know, he made it in such a way that he got no credit. Yeah. Even you and I said, well, that was more Hannah than Adam. Yeah. He's the one that made the decision yeah. and we're not giving him credit for it. Either like, way. What does that say? Right. During final tribal, everyone gave Adam the credit. Yeah. And it really was Hannah convincing him, not Adam. Yeah. But either way, everyone dismissed him entirely. And I think the reason people were inclined to, to give credit to Adam was because, so here's, one of the reasons, and you and I have, have hit Sandra on this, mm-hmm. that she kept saying, my goal was to get out Russell. Yeah. Now she didn't get out Russell, but she played the, she knew that the jury didn't like Russell. So all she had, one of the things she had to do is say, I also didn't like Russell. I worked really hard to get him out, but Parvati just kept True. voting with him. So I'm with you. And by, spe- and specifically you're with me. And so in that way, Adam made it very clear. David is the threat. It's not that people didn't like mm. David. It's that they knew he was the best player. Sure. It's like, 
I've been working to get I'm him out. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And Chris saw that and other people saw that as well. Like there is only one guy that has been working this hard aside from Brett okay. to get David out. In that line of thinking, okay. and no one has ever tried this strategy. Okay. All right. Do you think this would have worked for either Hannah or Ken to say, look, I know that Adam is going to win. I think he should win. Of the three of us, I actually think he played the best game. Mm. I am asking for your vote for second place. Like if enough of you will vote. And then what if they actually won? Or at the very least, got second place. I mean, I think yeah. because neither of them got votes, they both get the amount of money for second. I think they both tied. get 100, yeah. Right. Um, but what if that accidentally got you to a win? Because you're saying, I'm with you guys. Hey, the writing's on the wall. We all know who's going to win here. I, I don't think, think the producers would like it very much. That's the argument you make if you are an obvious goat. I and, I don't even, th- and I don't think Hannah saw herself as a goat and no. Ken didn't see himself as a goat. Chances are, if you do see your, it, it, wait, if you are a goat, you don't see yourself as a goat. That's, that's the, the problem. problem. Yeah. Jinx. Um, that's, yeah, and... I don't think it's the How worst appeal to me. How do you know that you're a goat, though? Because you're there the whole time. You're the lead in your own movie. Yeah. You and know. Sandra is a goat. Yeah. <laughs> Who won twice. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But that's the thing. She's She is the self-aware goat. Right. She's the one right. who recognized, wait a second. I know how I'm viewed. And yeah. all I have to do is either work against that or work with it. Right. And I'm good. Yeah. You know, hers was the more successful Suri strategy. Yes. But because Suri was more active, she became less of a goat. And right. so she actually became a strategist. Yeah. So as yeah. the seasons go on, I have, I don't like Sandra and I'm not sure I'd say I like the game she plays, but I understand the game she plays and she is playing one. True. And that's something that I have not given her credit for over the years. Yeah, that gives me a little more respect for her wins, but it doesn't. If she could win independently from Russell losing two seasons in a row, then my feeling on it would be very different. She would just be like one of any other of the winners and I wouldn't care about her. But I feel more strongly about the fact that he got robbed of a win twice in a row. Yeah. Than I do about her. I know a lot of people say Parvati should have won that season yeah, as including well. Including him. Sure. But yeah, first one was a robbery. And and it wasn't. If you rewatch that season. No, I know. It's That's what's so frustrating. So I'll, I'll deviate very briefly. Okay. Because um, this is kind of a, a, a free-flowing conversation to talk about the next season. Okay. That it is officially right, we're already called... already talking about Sandra and Sri, yeah. so... Uh, it's officially called Survivor Game Changers. Yes. That is quite possibly the worst name of any season so far. And I include and I I will include blood versus water, because what does water have to do with anything? I guess water equals survival, except fire equals survivor survival on survivor. Like the strength of your relationships with the other strangers on your team is like yeah. water well, versus it's that idea of your relative blood is thicker than water. It's right. that idea, but that that's not the same as blood versus water. I don't know. It's it. I always thought it was yeah, because they separate them into two tribes. Will you become loyal with the tribe you're on or you still be loyal to the enemy on the other tribe? No, who I, is your spouse has, you know, I get the concept. I just think it's really 
clunky. Oh. Any any theme that I have to explain to somebody that's not a Survivor fan, okay. I I. I go, ba- I go based is- on my personal embarrassment at having to say it. <laughs> Heroes villains is self-evident. Right. Uh, blue collar, white collar, no collars. Like nobody refers to themselves as no collar. Right. Um, brains, bronze and beauty. I can, I can explain. Um, anyway. Okay. Moving okay. on. Uh, but game changers. There are a lot of It people- only works if everybody there is a game changer. Right. And it's not merely that actual game changers aren't there. I have it's a theory. That, it's that so few, so many non-game changers are there. Caleb? I think, I think they cast it and then came up with the name. Well, that's what they always do, yes. Right. Um, but at the same time, come up with a better name. <laughs> Just say favorites. Just say All-Stars 2 or something like that. It's Yeah, there's fine. nothing that's ever been just named favorites, has there? No. And just all stars, heroes, villains. Yeah. There's been fans versus favorites. Sure. But not just favorites. Yeah. And this is a, this is a very interesting, I like this cast and I'll, I'll say that Sandra's a game changer. Ozzy's a game changer. Suri. Um, I'll even say JT is a game changer. Um, because he's the he was the first one to ever play a perfect game, which is to say, mm-hmm. no votes against him, all votes for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Brad Culpepper is not a game changer. Right. Haley is not a game changer. I barely remember who she is. Who is Haley? I think she's blue collar, white collar, no collar. Which one? Blue, I think. Does you she know? have tattoos? I don't think so. Oh my gosh, right. that's ridiculous. So she's not even a favorite then either, and we'd be complaining about right. that. Bringing Aubrey back, I get it. I don't think she's a game changer, but she's a good player. Right. Ty, okay, not a what game changer. What if they changer. did goats versus lions or something like that? That's lions and lambs? Yes, lions yeah. and lambs. Yeah, I mean, that's that would be very interesting to see because it would be it would not be... Because on a team of lambs, somebody's got to step it up and be a lion at some point, too. You know, it would force all of those goats to start playing. Well, and also, somebody being a goat doesn't mean that they're bad at challenges. In fact, they might be great no, at challenges. Right. No, two different things. But because they've been called goats throughout, you know, 30 plus seasons of Survivor, I don't think you can call them lambs all of a sudden. No, but it's the it's the idea of, you know... Gorillas and goats? What's the other... I'm trying to think of a really powerful animal. Well, There's uh, nothing that goes with goats, right? Lions and lambs is obviously you know what a you phrase. Can, this doesn't work. Okay. But, oh my gosh, this is perfect. You're welcome, everybody. It doesn't work, but it's perfect. Snakes and rats. Oh, yes. Right? Oh my gosh, that's genius. That thing writes itself. Yeah. It's it's the most memorable. It is the most memorable moment ever on Survivor because it's from the first season. Yep. It's a designation of a snake versus a rat. The yes. snake being the predator, the rat yes. being the, the goat, basically. Yes. Mark Burnett, Merry <laughs> Christmas. That's for you. Uh, and you know why? Like, they don't have writers on their show. So who is coming up with these I know. stupid titles? Conquer's if we a writer, come get up them in with there. a better title than that. I know. Ugh, why am I so smart? Um, what were we saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. So Game Changers. Haley? <laughs> yeah, Game Changers is not, uh, is not a good designation. 
at the very least because, and I'm not saying this simply because I'm a Russell fan, Russell actually changed the game. Yeah. People, if nothing else, people look for idols when they don't have a clue because of him. It's like some game changers that we randomly found and then other people who also agreed to be back. Right. Tony, game changer, because there was so much chaos with him. Right. So let's talk about who they're trying. They're really trying to shoehorn it in because who are the six or seven that they pulled out at the reunion? Uh, Sierra. Tony, Sierra, because she voted out her mom. Boy, Which is not a game change. No, it's a smart move. Yeah. And one that even that everybody agreed was the right one. And then she crashed and burned on second chances. It's not like she changed yeah. the game there either. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It, it's very. It's very frustrating. Like, and I understand that Rob Sesternino is never going to be back on the show, but he's a game changer. That's someone you bring back. If you're going to call it game changers, that's not or Boston unlike, Rob or Boston Rob. Game changers is really not that different than what people have been saying, which is Survivor Legends. People that didn't Completely. necessarily win, but people that like, these are the, the people that. Right. There are half a dozen people that come up in one of them comes up in every single episode we yeah. have. Yeah. And so. Sester um, Nino, Boston Rob, Parvati, Sri, Russell. Yeah. I mean, Sandra, and obviously. Because we hate her. And obviously Richard, you know. True. He doesn't come he up that he, often. He didn't change the game. He defined it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he doesn't come up that Seems often. Seems like because... he should get a cut. Yeah. I, I genuinely think the show would have been canceled. If he hadn't won? Or if, if he, he hadn't, hadn't done been what on? He... Oh, sure. Yeah. It would have taken so much longer. Assuming that the, that it was the same cast in seasons two and three. Yes. If you had like boring but noble winner three years in a row, then after a while people were like, oh yeah, that's that survival show. The end. Yeah. You know, I genuinely think it would have been canceled. And honestly, season five, which I don't think you've seen yet, right? The winner is, uh, well, yeah, just say it. The winner is Brian. Uh, he's kind of a game changer too. Cause he is, man, he is, I thought uh, I had seen it. He is cold as ice. <laughs> and I mean, and he, yet he wins. Yeah. Wow. Because he's cold. He's not called other people. Oh, he just, his, in his, his, confessional? his first confessional, I believe. I think it's his first. It's one of his first. He says, this is a business trip for me. <laughs> and yes. he says, oh my gosh, I want to watch that. You should. He's a Do guy. Do we have it? No, we don't. Uh, he Boo. is a, he's a used car salesman. Who used to wow. work in softcore porn. Like he is a weird wow. guy. This is a business trip <clears throat> and out I, here to earn some money. And I believe uh, early on, before people got so much worse on Survivor, uh, that was considered the worst season simply because of how unlikable everybody was. Wow. And then Jeff said, I don't want Brian Heideck ever to come back. I can't stand to be around him. He's so sleazy. <laughs> and I think sleazier people have shown up since then. Yes. But, and I don't think Brian is any, who's the sleaziest. Gosh, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm not a fan of Rodney myself. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. For then, sure. Or not Russell, but his nephew. Oh, Brandon, Brandon. Brandon, yeah. I don't know if I'd say he was sleazy. He was just crazy. He was icky. Yeah. Those are two different things. Rodney was sleazy. 
And you know what? His second time out, old Vetus is pretty sleazy. That is immediately what came to mind. Yeah. Um, that poor guy got a bad edit though. He is not like that. I'm sure he isn't, but he was in that moment. Uh, enough to get voted out. Yeah. You can't be touching people that often. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I'm looking forward to next season, but it's just frustrating because by calling it game changers, you're me- immediately contextualizing it and you're, you're forcing people to either get angry because such and such a player isn't there or well here here's the larger issue is that i could say to you you know just forget about the title let's just watch the season but they shoehorn it in five times every episode especially in returning player seasons and second chances wound up being the most organic of those yes because people were voted in by viewers and so each person wasn't thinking only in terms of this is my second chance but it's also i don't want to disappoint my fans Mm -hmm on my second chance. Right. So that's one where I don't even think Jeff had to push it that hard. I think the players themselves were pushing it hard and it felt like it. It felt more real because they each have a full story they can tell. Yeah. Whereas if I got stuck on no collar because I'm my own boss. Yeah. You know, we were at the reunion where they introduced that concept and you and I both had a really hard time figuring out which of those three we are. We're we're not blue collar. We don't, Right. Have trade kind of jobs and yeah. working for someone else. And you're, but, you're a photographer, which is artistic, but you own a company and employ people, which is which kind is white of white collar. collar. But you, but you employ four people, which is not, you know, you're not running a corporation. I know. It's really hard. I think it has to do with your upbringing too. You yeah. know, that somebody like Rodney from Boston, like the, typically blue collar people are born into blue collar families and they stay in that sort of socioeconomical status level. We were both very much born into white upper class families. Yeah. And that had expectations for us. And in talking to Tyler Fredrickson, uh, on more than one lesson who was on, who was on white collar, right? Well, he worked for an he worked for I think CAA, um, <clears throat> which is an agency out here, and but he hadn't worked there very long. And before that, he like played football and stuff so, like blue collar type stuff, or at least what could be seen as blue collar. It's working with your body stuff like that. Sure. Okay. And then and then he got into the entertainment industry and worked at an agency for a while. And now he's out of that, like in a job that I don't think is particularly white collar. There but. was someone solidly in, like that was in the blue collar tribe too. Some girl who was clearly a no collar person. Yeah. That didn't fit exactly. And yeah. I'm pretty sure they cast that and yeah. then came up with the title after yeah. the fact. And that's fine. I just, after a while, I just get tired of theme seasons. You don't sure. need When one. was the last one that wasn't? I don't know. It's been a while. Wow. Yeah. 25. And even then you had three returning players, but it wasn't officially called anything. No. Right. But it was a gimmick. When was the last time they just had a full season of new players with nothing about no theme? 24. Yeah. So almost 10 seasons ago. So five years ago. And who won 24? Oh, no. Hang on. 24 was I think from 20 on they've had a few favorites or it's been a favorite season or they've had a theme theme yeah Um, not a favorites thing okay because 24 I think that was men versus I think that was one world Mm -hmm. so there's a theme there there's a gimmick before that 
23 was I know none of these guys so that's I'm just one like where, quizzing you where Ozzy and coach came back it wasn't a theme but you had two people back the one before that it's still a gimmick what was 22 maybe 22 was one world oh I'm starting to lose track uh, oh you want to look it up no no because we're not even 20, talking about this episode anymore 22 was rob versus russell yeah. 21 was nicaragua which was old versus young and 20 was and 20 was heroes villains right. so so since 19 i'd say 19 so over you know 20 through 33 yeah what season are we on now 34 is next season yeah so six years it's yeah. been six years <clears throat> like that's really since i started watching the show every Wow. Every season. I mean, you've obviously gone back and watched every, every single season, right? Except 11. No, I haven't seen 10 or 11 and you and I never finished seven. So I have five, seven, 10 and 11 still to catch up on. Yeah. We have 10 here. We should just watch it uh, when we get back from Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I, we shouldn't be like complaining about this because ultimately who cares, but it's just, no, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a fun season. Yeah, it's people that we like are going to get voted out early. People we don't like are going to make it to the end and everyone else is going to be somewhere in the middle. More than anything, and we've said it before, is this particular blend of people is fascinating to oh, me. Oh, it's so weird. Malcolm and Ozzy in the same season is fascinating to me because that's two guys that were like physical threats. Ozzy is a much greater uh, strategic threat, but I don't know. You have. I don't know. I think he's gone off the deep end. Malcolm? Oh, Malcolm is a stronger. You said Ozzy was a stronger strategic. Oh my, no, sorry. That's incorrect. He is notably not that. Okay. Uh, And I think he's become less of a social threat over the years. Um, No, I think Malcolm is a better version of Ozzy, except Ozzy is probably still a monster at physical. I don't know how physical Malcolm will be. Yeah, maybe not. He wasn't that much of a threat, but he was enough of one in the, in the season of people he was with. Right. If there are people that he, if he's there with a bunch of nerds, he does very well, yeah. but he's there with JT and Caleb <laughs> and Ty, who is pretty good. And Brad, who's pretty strong. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know, but that might be great. That might put a target on everybody else except Malcolm. Yeah, we'll see. I'm really interested to see how this is going to work out. Cause you also, I'm, I think have some egos. Yeah. Some egos. I'm wondering how much pre gaming is happening. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really it did happen, you know, before they went and filmed it. Obviously, it's not happening now because it's already filmed. I think it's already filmed. It also isn't going to show up until March. Right. Usually it's February. Yeah, it's I'm kind of bummed, but I think uh, I think I'm fine to cover it on this show. Oh, definitely. Um, mostly because my next quarter will be done March 10th. Oh, yeah, that's so. weird. Yeah, so I might do like a whole quarter of school before Survivor comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, back to business. Okay, yeah. Let's so, talk about the Hannah had some good zingers, some good funny lines. I can't remember a one of them. Yeah. I really would like to go back and rewatch this episode just to I'd remember say those. But The last three episodes were very good for Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they were good for us. We were able to see more stuff. We were able to see that. Oh yeah. She decided to get Sunday out and break up Sunday and Brett. And she did start to steer the ship a little bit, but we saw that the other players clearly did not. Yeah. Clearly thought that 
because she was so floopy for so long that when she finally at final tribal tried to say, no, no, and I the, assure you, yeah. I was, I was in charge of a lot of votes. I think and the only two that her. could have defended her and that were Dave, who was on the jury, who wasn't, didn't, wasn't in a position or right. Ken who was playing against her. So right. that, you know, those are the people there during that kind of yeah. conversation. And with so many things the, the jury seemed to really focus so much on, hey, whoever wanted to get Dave out was the smarter person. And when it came right down to it, she's the one that kept Dave around longer than he should have been yeah, around. Yeah, it came down to that kind of a decision. It really did. I mean, it didn't. He got, Adam got the votes unanimously. I don't think that right. she was ever going to win. But, but she did very well at Final Tribal. And it's not unheard of that uh, someone can actually change some minds at Final Tribal. Sure. Um, I think that was keen editing. It was, yes, it was. But although, she, how much of Final Tribal is actually edited, right? Because you see them all answering every question. Maybe you don't see the full answer because they right. could go into like vote by vote. This was my strategy. I went and talked to him and then we did this and then we went and talked to Hannah and then she decided this, but then we decided it and went to talk to other people. Like they there could might be, be breaking it down more than we know. There might be more back and forth between the questioner and the, sure, and the exactly. finalist. I distinctly remember that Tony could never ever answer a question without doing what I just did, which right. is to step by step explain every single thing yeah. that happened. He got cut off over and over and over again in his reunion show because he yeah. could not give Jeff a fun, quippy, short answer. Yeah, he's not a, a pithy guy. <laughs> no. Um, so, okay, so final, we're in the final four. Yep. With, and there's Dave and Ken, Adam and Hannah. And then that last well, challenge. Well, let's back up to Adam finding the actual idol. Right, which seems like... It's that a little was late. Huge. That's a little late to reintroduce an idol. But you can play him up to final five, so why not stick one in there? I suppose it felt like, honestly, it felt like producers being like, "All right, if we don't do this." Of these people left, only Adam and David Dave. have found idols. We want one of them to ah, win. Ah, right. So let's let's do this. And sure enough, one of them did. Yeah. He didn't need it, but I think that was producers ma trying to make sure that the person that should win that they want to win does win. Um, but either way, one of them would have won anyway. Right. At that point. Yes, I think so. But you never know. Maybe Dave goes and then Adam goes. And then what would the final three have been? Oh, Brett, Brett, forgot Ken about him and Hannah. And they, I, see what you're I don't saying. think they, they didn't that. want that. So you're right. I think there's, I wasn't super thrilled with the, the inclusion of it. Um, and it would have been more dramatic if there were actual votes coming Adam's way and then that kept sure. him in the game, but it wound up being... That's right. It didn't matter anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Brett goes out and then the final four uh, are Dave, Ken, Adam, and Hannah, and then that last that last challenge, but which winds up being between Ken and Hannah, mm -hmm. it was really exciting. Yeah. Um, and you actually saw some strategy on Adam's part where he got, you know, eight of those bowls stacked up and then just thought, rather than tempt fate, I'm just going to see the if, defensive strategy. Yeah. And it wound up not working for him, but it easily could have worked. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, Ken wins and 
ultimately through Hannah and not Adam convincing him. Yeah. Uh, he votes. But Dave it was out. through Adam, you know, Hannah and Adam had those conversations yeah. of let me work. Ken don't yeah. go talk to him or you will blow it. And undoubtedly both of them separately had for days been talking to Ken about this. It's just in that moment, the, at That's the last moment too. it was Hannah. Yeah. And I don't think she necessarily put him over. Ken probably was going to do it anyway. But I think if Adam had talked to Ken too much, Ken would have started treating him like he did Will. Yeah. And grilling him and, okay, now you're in. Let me ask you these five questions. I'm testing you and now you're in my club. And I think Ken might have felt like manhandled. Absolutely. Which is why he was doing that to Will. He felt manhandled back then. And so, and from, and I think he would have been, it's more acceptable from Hannah yes. than Adam. Yes. Um, they had already been playing together. Hannah is clearly his. Yeah. Their boyfriend inferior. and girlfriend now, obviously. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, it's just so adorable. Yeah. It was cute that they were sitting next to each other at the reunion. He like leans over and like brings her in and gives her a yeah. kiss on the, on the head. Yeah. Uh, just a sweet guy. I feel bad that he got so pummeled at final tribal. I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. He is the goat of goats, but he's a goat for playing an old time game. Yeah. Loyalty doesn't matter anymore. No. As long as you're not an asshole about it. Yeah. I think do whatever we want. Yeah. Yeah. People are fine with you playing the game hard. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, gloat and don't be a goat. No, no gloating or goating. Right. You're cute. Um, you said it better. <laughs> don't gloat. Don't be a goat. That's <laughs> how you said it. So, um, okay. So one thing that you and I talked about briefly when David went out was that there is for, for years, there's been this conversation ever since season six. In fact, there's been the conversation of the best player not to win. Sure. And it was put out there by Jeff about Rob Sesternino. Yeah. Since then, people have said, who's the best? Like, Suri has entered the conversation. Russell has yes. entered the conversation. Yes. I think it is. I think a, someone can make a good argument that David is, in fact, the best player never to win. The best of those four? Maybe. Considering we only I have Suri is. We only have one she has season entered to go on. into that position more than once. Yeah, she has. She played three times yes. and did great the first two, and then was right. out early the third time because people of, were on to her. Now. Yeah. So how do you think she's gonna do? I think because there are enough other obvious threats, she might do okay. I think in heroes and villains because she of the heroes, she was kind of the most villainous of them. She was known she as was just as, an outcast from the beginning and I never really saw how that happened. Why was she in Candace? She, she wasn't an outcast. Oh, she was no. with the majority. Tom played an idol and that's what got her out. No, she and Candace and remember they were sitting on the log and they're like, I don't know. It's just the two of us. What do you want to do? I'll do whatever you want to do. As long as it's not me, it doesn't matter. But she, she was in with Amanda. She was in with a, she had the majority. Okay. It's just that Tom played an idol and Sari wound up okay. going out. But the fact that people were targeting her instead of Amanda or anybody else made a difference. And so, but that's the thing of the heroes. She was the strategist and everybody knew it. Sure. And that team was a team of dud strategists. They were just the nice guys. Heroes chilled. 
and then JT basically turned into a villain, and which is which he realized you needed to. Whereas this time, he didn't turn into a villain. He just played too hard. He he gave Russell his idol. Based on, but even before then, he flip flopped between di- different true. alliances based on what people how people were defining villain at the time. Yeah, he yeah. was playing like a villain. Well, and he was scurrying around. If you're a winner, you gotta. Yeah, you know. Which, which fascinates me, but nonetheless, zig and zag and dodge and burn. Nonetheless, um, I feel like there are so many strategists this time around that I think Sari might be able to hide. I hope so. I hope so too, because I also I think she's just fun to watch. I want I her to do well again, if not win. Yeah, my honestly, my worry uh-huh. is that the players I really like are going to go out early and it's going to wind up being like, Oh good. Haley stuck around. Well, at least it's not or Hallie. I don't even know. Oh my gosh. It's one of those. Are we not even saying her name right? That's how forgettable she is. Yeah. Is she blonde at least? I don't think Please so. Please tell me. Oh my gosh. When you see her, cause I can picture All Hallie's her when and you see are her. Blonde. Oh, okay. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and Ashley's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, at least we don't have, Abby Maria left over. Right. There's really nobody that bothers me a lot. You're right. I don't, I'm not thrilled with Brad Culpepper, but he just played way eh. too hard. That was all. Um, I don't really like Ozzy that much, but maybe they'll get rid of him. That'd be great. Yeah. That would really hit the spot. Um, oh, if Ozzy went out first, oh, that would be magic. You know why it wouldn't be met? Second would be magic because if they do ever do a season of first outs, then he would be eligible and they would bring him back again. That boy just needs to stay home. Sure. I guess that. What were we happen. talking about for three? Oh, Dave is one, the best out of those four. It's hard to say because we only got one season. Yeah. And we've got, whereas like Rob, we had two seasons and he did poorly his second. Yeah. Russell, he did. He played three times, did great the first two and I, then terribly the, the third. I think Rob Sesternino would have done wonderfully the second time around if Boston Rob hadn't been there. That was his only... Or if it had been two tribes instead of three. Because people like, as we've said before, people like Or if like he hadn't Suri, been on the same tribe as Rob, maybe, Bo- yeah. Boston Rob. Yeah, maybe. That's what I'm saying. He, that yeah. Boston Rob's the only reason Sesternino left early. No one else was looking at him. Right. But that's, and that's the thing is I think in a tribe of 10, or I guess it was, it still, was it 18 in that one? Cause it was three, three and three. I think so. That's right. There are 18 people. So like two tribes of nine. Yeah. There are a lot more places to hide with nine people, but when it's six people, even, even if somebody's gunning exactly. for you, Rob would have had to convince a lot. Uh, Rob Boston, Rob would have had to convince a lot more people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that can be hard to do. And so, especially because there are people pushing against him, like Big Tom did not want to vote out Rob C. Yeah. And so I think the the three tribe format can be tough for some people. Yeah. Um, I hope that's not what they do next season. I don't think they will, but they might. It might start as two and then become three. Sure. Which is rough. Which is often what happens. Um, Jeff Varner's going to be there. I hope he does well. Oh, that's right. I feel like so he who, and Suri could work really well together. Who's your favorite twin? <laughs> that would be adorable. Who's my favorite twin is in who do I think would win? Who do you want to win? Who do I want to Before win? Before the season starts, we get to say want because right. no one has played yet. Who I want to win is probably... It's it's probably Suri, actually. Suri, okay. or I do like Jeff Farner. I, and I may want him to win simply because I want him on the show as long <laughs> as possible. Yeah, um, yeah. He was an early boot. But uh, 
And I wouldn't mind seeing Aubrey win. That's yes. That's the third person that I because she's so deserved to. I know. Um, I don't think I would consider her as like one of the best players never to win, but I'd say she's up there. She's definitely up there. She lost her only ally a number of times. Yeah, and managed to get through to the end. That's nuts. Um. So okay. So, so Dave, Dave, Dave goes out. Gone. So we've got our final three. I the final tribal. I think Hannah was very well spoken. Very she. For somebody who deals with anxiety, it really didn't come through. No. Um, and it wound, it quickly turned into her versus Adam, uh, her making an assertion and, the, and Adam trying to say like, no, right. here's what actually happened. I think he, from like a lawyer standpoint, like undercutting the other person's mm-hmm. points bit by bit, I think he did a very good job with that. I thought Chris's speech going with the lawyer theme was, was very good. Yeah. You definitely got to see his professional self come yes. out. He was very much on in that way. Yeah. There, every once in a while, there are people on Survivor that's like, I'd like to see them in everyday life, yeah. like doing their job. Yeah. And he's one that I would like to see yeah. doing his job. He's very charismatic and watchable. So, um, so I'm trying to think if there I'd is like anything. Zeke come back. He's going to come back. Oh, he's on this next season? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zeke and Michaela. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are two good choices. Yeah. Um, so. I know that some people were critical of Adam for Revealing. eventually quote unquote using his mom. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did. I think he probably would have been content to keep it between him and Jay. And he made reference. He he says like, you know why I'm playing and he's crying as right. he's saying it. I think he would have been content with that and let people just. Right. But that last question does allow for that que- for that answer. And he said it and it was pretty rough. You know, I don't think that his vote, I don't think his win was a pity win. No. I think he was going to win anyway. Yeah. Um, but stuff like that, certainly just as I thought Jeremy was going to win before he talked about Val being pregnant, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's I, every time he brought that up, like it was some big secret that was a liability for him. I thought nobody is going to care about that that much. It's a liability during the game because <sighs> it's a thing you can use at the end and maybe it'll get you one or two more votes and maybe that'll make the difference. Nobody is going to give you a vote because your wife is pregnant with your third child. That's not a big deal. Some people have said, I'm going off of need. And if you have... And three children is not a need. An argument can be made that it is. Anything that if someone could use... If you're a quiverful use, family living in a box somewhere, then maybe you need it. But they both have... I'm just saying great salary. Someone says I'm a firefighter with a baby on the way. You're going to vote against me. You know, I get, I get it, but I I don't at all. Well, and that's you and me. I know we value that would not sway my vote in the slightest. And for some people, the story behind it, you know, and sometimes the story could be in the game. Sometimes it could be outside of the game. It could be, Oh, I'm a cancer survivor. Very much in the game. Yeah. As was, Up until the end, I think Adam's was as well, as was Hannah's. And nobody thought that Sunday was going to win because she was a cancer survivor. No, but that's that's theoretically a card she could have played. You know, you use everything you can at the end and everyone said, and I think there's an element of... So I get it, like keeping it a secret and so that you can use it rather than people using it against you. Because it could be, even if it comes down to, well, I was going to vote for him anyway, but I feel even better about my vote now. Like, sure. Just that's a good way to use it. But yeah, I don't, I think it came up organically. Yeah. I think probably once he hit it, 
in his answer to Jay, people probably looked around and thought, what is he talking about? Yeah. Let's find out. And so, uh, so yeah, Adam wins. I didn't think he was going to win unanimously. I thought Hannah was going to get a couple. Um, so that it surprised me that he, he won, but, um, based on other podcasts that I've listened to and stuff like that, it does definitely sound like his wanting to go after David is what the jury Sealed focused the on. You know, everybody in the jury acknowledged that David was the best player. He deserved to win. And anybody that took him to the end deserved to lose. Mm-hmm. So if there was someone that was fighting to get him out the whole time, right. That person was the smartest person. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's not to say Adam was the lesser of three evils. No, not that's at all. That's why he won. He played a good game, yeah. but he didn't play the best game on the season. No, he and he made the best art. He made the best argument that any that most people can. Very few people actually, not as a function of votes. Very few people play the, a perfect game, which is to say they make no mistakes. Some sure. people do, but it's very rare. He made a lot of mistakes, but he made this the argument, which is I have you know. I refuse to let myself be defined my, by my blunders. Like yeah. I would always find a way to try to make it better and learn from them. Yeah. And that's all you can do. Yeah. And yeah, I, I thought think. he was a really good player and I absolutely, and he had a lot of, he had a lot of relationships with different, uh, alliances. Yeah. So I think Dave would have gotten a really fun Fabio esque edit though, had he won of just, oh, and he did get that edit and yeah. it got brought up at the reunion, but just, geez, just to watch where he started from yeah. was really inspiring. Honestly. I mean, I don't even understand how he got that far in the game because how I'd thought he is not going to survive out in the elements. I think honestly him, being friends with Ken made a big difference. But even throughout, I kept thinking, why is there such a giant gash in his beard? He had big, deep cuts everywhere, ostensibly because he's a klutz or fell over or stuff hit him or like, what? What happened to cause these huge cuts all over him? I literally thought he could get an infection and be pulled from the game very easily. Yeah, it's. I definitely think he's going to come back soon because I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are going to think he's one of the better players of the last few years, which mm-hmm. is true. Yes. Um, it's surprising to me then that he's not back for this season. I think, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, like, why, w- why would they not bring Jay back? You know, and I think they wanted to go with personality. Mikhail is a big personality and Zeke is a big personality and a strategist. Yeah, Jay so isn't think, as interesting. I think he's a poor man's M- Malcolm. So maybe it had also to do with, okay, who else is already cast? We've only allotted so many spaces for returning players from the previous season. And I honestly, it could also have to do with and this. I feel terrible saying this, but like wanting a bit more diversity in the cast, you know, Zeke is gay. Michaela is black. Sure. You know, we don't want another straight and white honestly guy also could have to do with the fact that he could have said, I can't. I got to maintain my job. Yeah, he is you know, a, the, he is a staff writer for a TV show, so. The emphasis is not put enough on the sacrifices that these people make. Yeah. to go out and do this. I mean, Reed was without a job for almost if not over a year just because of this. Yeah. You know, month-long filming. It really takes a huge toll on your life and um Shambo, right? 
Was it? Was it her? You might be thinking of Denise. Denise. Yeah. Exactly. Although it was revealed that that might not have been 100% true. No, really? Which part? About her losing her job. Uh, It might have been that she quit. But Mark Burnett gave her money. Yep. She did not lie. There's no way. Maybe. You know, it's, it's, that's something to talk about another time. Um, so okay. the reunion reunion was special, fun. which I don't usually like, but mm-hmm. it was a, it was a very somber affair for good reason. Yeah. Well, and Jeff, first of all, leaps and bounds above last reunion. Jeff yeah. kept it together. No celebrity came on stage and bogarted the situation, I, which happened a few times at the last yeah. one. Well, honestly, I think last season was so negative and so ugly that in the reunion, they wanted to play it up, Hmm. like try to be upbeat and stuff. Whereas this one, it was a season of people that really do like each other. Yeah. And the winner just lost his mom. And that's a big part of the season. It should be a big part of it. We're not going to bring a goofy celebrity on stage right after this guy just cried about his mom. Yeah. She died hours after he got home. One hour after he got there. So like he was able to be there with her and I was very impressed with Adam being able to hold it together as much as he did. Totally. Um, I would have been sobbing. Yeah. And there are a couple moments where it seemed like he wouldn't be able to pull it together, but he did. And he said something and he went out of his way to say it. And I loved it. I mean, it really, it's something that I think in season 33 of survivor, it's something that the players, the producers and the audience all need to hear, which is I reckon he said something like, I recognize that this would made for a good show. Wait, that what made for a good His show. Mom. Oh, he goes, I know that that made for a good show. He's like, but this is my life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it, to me, what was unspoken, but what he's saying there is that the things that, are played up in editing the stuff that makes us all have good stories to tell once the show is over and the audience has clicked over to whatever the next show is once they're watching the news or watch once they've gone over to criminal minds or whatever, you know, I still have a mother who passed away. My mom is still gone and I have to live with that. And I won this and that's great, but she's still gone, you know? And while you can, and while, while the viewer is at home thinking, oh, the guy who lost his mom, well, he did win, so that's good. And that person can feel good because there's justice in the world, the end. But this guy still has to go home. You know, like while everybody else, when they win, is partying and stuff, and he might still do that, but he's probably going to go. That's so true. Did he go to the after party maybe. with his dad and his brother? I mean, I, I maybe. I can't speak to that, but like maybe he did. Like I've been seeing photos of him with cast members and they're all hanging out. He seems to be in, in good spirits and that's fine. But eventually he has to go back to his, he has to go back to his life in San Francisco. Yeah. And I mean, grief ebbs and flows, you know, I had a bride this year who had only lost her father to cancer a few months before. And she was genuinely very happy at moments during the day, but also there were moments where she had to excuse herself and completely left because she was crying. Yeah, I mean, it's... Which is also okay, you know, it's just whatever you need to do. It was just real life really not intruded, 
but sure. it was a big part of this season and it was a big part of the finale because of who won. And I just and I really think, love that it wasn't a bitter cast and a bitter jury yeah. and it didn't seem petty or trivial. Absolutely no one went up and asked a, a, a rude question no. or targeted anyone or put anyone down. Yeah. Instead, Chris said, this is why I think he should win. You know, yeah. even in singling out He's essentially saying, Hannah and, you know, and Ken, you shouldn't win. And other survivors would have come up and said why they think those people shouldn't have won. Yeah. But everything was positive. And I I appreciated that so much more. Because then you can weed out the reality show aspect of it. You know, this isn't The Bachelor. Yeah. Like, you had, at one point, like, Zeke versus Dave. Yeah. And and then you had Adam Adam versus Dave. And Adam and Jay, you had these like rivalries. That was even adorable. Right. Yeah. And even as they are rivals. Yeah. They're still friendly. Absolutely. If not straight up friends. Yeah. Um, so it really, this is one of my favorite seasons. There, there are a lot of good players, not merely as a function of playing, but also people that are fun to watch. Yeah. And there's conflict but not an ugly conflict yeah um there's strategy and conflict and you can then just look at it cleanly yeah because it's not ugly and being a movie guy as i am it's not it's not unusual when i'm telling people that i love survivor to be like wait what (laughs) first reaction is that still on and then second reaction is what do you like about it and so and often i have to say like I just, I enjoy the dynamics and it's a lot of fun and all that. But every once in a while, the show will introduce something, uh, a concept, or there'll be one particular scene or whatever it is that strikes me not merely on a survivor fan level. It strikes me on like a movie lover level. And from Adam's standpoint, uh, I felt like I was watching a documentary, Mm -hmm. a documentary of somebody who's processing this Mm -hmm. and is anticipating this. And then it happens. And then him try and then him at the end saying, well, the documentary is over for you. Right. But I still have to live it down to, you know, his brother visiting and giving him the news that the latest treatment wasn't working. You could see the shift happen in his brain of, Oh, this is eminent now. Yeah. An update from home. I get what's coming next. And quickly, I just watched a movie called a monster calls. Hmm. It's a marvelous film. It's a little rough. It's this kid whose mother is sick. She is dying. Everybody knows it, but everybody keeps lying to him. And he knows that. Mm. But he How also, old is he? He's like 11, 10 or 11. Uh. And so he, he has these, he's a very creative kid. So he has all these fantasies about this monster that is, that shows up to tell him stories that can, re- that relate to his situation. And the, climactic scene at the end is very rough Mm -hmm. because the kid is forced to admit something a very hard truth that makes him feel so terrible and i'll go ahead and spoil it spoilers for a monster calls except this isn't really a spoiler Mm -hmm. this is something that is clear to any adult watching that he admits to the monster i just want it to be over and to him, it means I want my mom to die. 
how terrible is that? But it's actually, no, I just want the pain to be over. Yeah. But in this case, that means a very sad thing. Mm -hmm. And it's really, it's a remarkably truthful moment in the film. It's a great movie. I absolutely love it. Go and see it, but be ready because there's a lot of intense stuff going on, but it's also remarkably beautiful and creative anyway. Um, but as I was watching that, I, I was thinking of somebody like, like Adam mm -hmm. um, and this feeling of like, there, there must be moments when he just wants it to be over that feeling of, Oh, this next treatment isn't going to work. Okay. So right. what do we do now? Oh, we don't, we do nothing. Oh, or okay. even like, let's just get the finale over with. Let's move on to the next chapter of grief. Yeah. And it's, and of course it's terrible and it's, and, and it's, it seems contradictory and it is contradictory. You want it to be over. You want the pain to be over. You don't want your loved one to be over. I mean, I think some people could say it's contradictory or just, you know, they wouldn't have made the decision to even go out there. Right. Like, why aren't you home soaking up yeah. every last moment with her? But so I really liked that he sort of addressed that during, mm -hmm. you know, she wanted, demanded that I go. Yeah. She made me videos, you know, it wasn't. Yeah. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, the season ended on a sad note, but uh, still a positive one, a supportive one. I think Jeff did a really good job of wrapping it up, not on a, yeah. well, okay, then let's cut to commercial. Like it could have been really right. awkward and really somber. And he, he did a good job yeah. of managing the emotions of the situation. And I think he was very good at being like, I'm going to let Adam talk for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to interrupt him. Right. I might interrupt to interject my own response to what he is saying. I'm right. not going to interrupt so that we can move along. Right. And we, and we do touch on other people, right. but like, it's clearly like, this is Adam's thing and yeah. as it should be. Absolutely. Not merely. And they do that with the winner normally anyway, but even right. in the moments where he's so choked up that it takes him a second to compose himself to keep yeah. talking. I think Jeff could have very, uh, kindly or seemingly said, you know, we're just going to give you a minute. Yeah. Up next, Dave and his yeah. fake idol, you know? Yeah. I think that I, I think he could have done that. Um, and I think he probably would have done that if, if Adam had become so overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they talked, you know, beforehand about probably. Yeah. I mean, I think I would have needed a code word or a hand signal or something with Jeff of like, you got to cut away from me because yeah. I'm not going to get it together. Yeah. It's because I think no matter, you know, his mom is already gone. He's yeah. already dealt with that. And, yeah. and she's been gone for he, months. Right. And point. he knew he won. So he's already dealt with that. But there's something about sitting there and it clearly is all sinking in again because you're on a stage in live TV and you've just won Survivor and you're being asked Questions much like a therapy session about your yeah. mom dying. Well, and you also, can't help but lose it again. Well, and also there's a weird thing because, you know, his mom passes away and then this show happens. Yeah. So, and while, and in the reality of the show, she's still there. Right. She's still around. I remember I was so reading all the filming and then she dies, but then all the airing and then she dies again. Yeah. Basically. Um, and so it's a, you know, like I read, um, I went, I, this was a while ago, but like I went back and read a journal entry that I wrote on April 16th, 2002. My father passed away suddenly 
on the 18th. So it was just a journal entry about just how my day was going and how my life was going. And I look back and I think like, wait, do you journal? I used to. Oh, okay. I occasionally do. I just type out stuff. It's very helpful, very therapeutic. But, Mm. um, and I was just in a weird mood that day. And so like you look back and you realize like, wow, this is something that happened before my life changed forever. Yeah. And it's not that I, it's not that I think like, ah, you poor bastard, you don't know what's coming. It's not that, but it's just, and because it's you, you're able to remember what it was like. And so for Adam, who has been, who spent months coming to grips with the fact that his mom is gone for him to then see himself when his mom is not gone yeah. for weeks on end I see what you're and then have people like it's, it, it can be transportive. It can transport him back to this thing. And he has to, he has to grieve, not merely her death, but also the illness itself. It's just, and to have people and publicly, people come up to you on the street and ask you things yeah. or, you know, they might not have known. They might say like, how's your mom doing? Yeah. Or, Hey, I'm praying for her. Yeah. You know, yeah, there are people that don't totally understand how people it works, and people dumb stuff to you on the street. They also might, they might know that she's sure. They people might know that worse it's, stuff to you in when you've lost somebody. Well, what I mean to say is that, like, they might know that yes, obviously this has been filmed already, but they don't know that his mom is gone, right? You know, or even if they do, is what I'm saying. People yeah. said stupid stuff to you. Yeah, they. I mean, everyone they means well. well, absolutely. You know, you just have to take that into account it's just like i got stopped yesterday on the street with someone who is due in three or four days and these mm-hmm. women were just saying the most asinine things yeah. and it wasn't even in a negative situation it's just yeah. strangers interjecting on your life yeah. it's a surreal experience in and of itself when you're not even dealing with death and grief and you know what there is actually one thing that jeff did that i really loved because i think he was addressing i haven't heard anybody say it but i'll bet somebody did where okay. he mentioned she never smoked. Oh. Because I'll bet that there are people out there that thought stage four lung cancer, I bet yeah. she smoked and I bet yeah. she brought it on herself. So for him to say she was Good a health nut, she never smoked. Again, I don't know if anybody out there was saying that, but I feel like there's got to be someone. My natural assumption, if someone says I have I lung think, cancer, I assume that they smoked. Absolutely. I think as a producer, you think let's head off that stuff, even yeah. if no one has said it. Yeah. Let's you never get a little information from Adam about her. Yeah. You never know if somebody is going to, people can be judgmental about any number of things Oh yeah, and they can be like, what a selfish woman who smoked and left her family behind it. You know, it's like, no, that's not the case. This came out of nowhere for no particular reason, which makes it all the more tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was a really good reunion. It was a really great season with Good Ponderosas, really great players. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We need to watch less Ponderosas. Um, so, yeah. And thank you, everybody, for um, listening. And thank you for pushing us to, to cover this season. Yeah, I'm happy we did. Yeah, it being a lot of fun. I'm glad we did, too. We yeah. will for sure be doing the next season. Thank you for your patience simply just this week. Yeah. Um, this could likely be the case for every season where the last episode just comes out later thanks for your patience, you know, during the death in our own family. Oh yes, indeed. I, I, I forgot that that felt like a long time ago, but yeah. I guess it really wasn't. It was, this it was a season. month ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that as Thanks well. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah. And so we will maybe, uh, I may toy with the idea of just recording a one-off that's random about something uh, in between now and March, just so we have Why? something to listen to. Just because, I don't know. What? Like if you watch season five, we could just record an episode about what oh, you sure. thought of season five. I, that's not a promise. Check it's not feed. a guarantee. It's just an idea. Um, but yeah, so thank you everybody for listening. As for the rest of you, got nothing for you. Grab your stuff, head back to camp. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet.